0: Good morning, this is Alicia Wellington. Speak the name of Jesus over our institutions. On March 20th, 2023, the seventh president of Trinidad and Tobago was sworn in. In her inaugural speech, President Kangaloo said she intended to demystify the role of the president and examine ways of modernizing the protocols that govern how citizens relate with the office and vice versa. In short, she was proposing change or reform to the office. The the term reform is neither new to the public sector nor to our institutions. When I entered the public service almost 30 years ago, I heard about the white paper by the late Gordon Draper on public sector reform not much have changed since then and today all across the country ministries departments and agencies are involved in some transformation project or the other example the revenue authority or automation of tangan country planning systems etc Notwithstanding these initiatives, citizens are still crying out about the bureaucracy, inequity, and unresponsiveness of our institutions. In the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, the call is for more transparency, agility, flexibility, and citizen-centric services. The book of Nehemiah gives us a good picture of how to go about reform God's way. So let's turn to Nehemiah 8. The first thing that we will see is the importance of vision casting. Every ruler or government, they cast a vision for their people and country when they come into um, leadership. The institutions that comprise the government, then they are then responsible for implementing that vision. And so we see in Nehemiah 8.2 that on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra, the priest, he brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. And he read it aloud from daybreak till noon. So in this instance, the vision was derived from the law. In Trinidad and Tobago, it is often the manifesto of the ruling party that is adopted as the vision for the country. The second thing we notice is the importance of the confession of sins. In her book, Possessing the Gates of the Enemy, Cindy Jacobs spoke about identification repentance. She says that this is a type of intercession in which the one repentant stands in the gap for a whole city people group or nation and ask forgiveness for past injustices and sins against others. And this was evident in Nehemiah 9.1, where the Bible says that the Israelites gathered together, fasting and wearing sackcloth and putting on dust on their heads. And those of Israelite descent, they had separated themselves from all foreigners and they stood in their places and confessed their sins and the sins of their ancestors They stood where they were and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day and spent another quarter in confession and in worshipping the Lord their God. Third, agreement of the people. More is accomplished when the people are united around a common goal. And this was even evident in the construction of the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis. It's also very evident in Jamaica, where the government, opposition, civil society, business, and citizenry, they are united around their transformation agenda. So in Naimaya 938, as a matter of fact, Jamaica has been able to achieve a whole lot more in terms of public sector transformation than Trinidad and Tobago because of the unity. In, um Nehemiah 938 the Bible says that in view of this the vision had been cast we are making a binding agreement and putting it in writing and our leaders our Levites and our priests are fixing their seal state. so who sealed this agreement Nehemiah the governor. so we may want to equate him with the head of state, the PM the president and we had the Levites or the church leaders, the leaders of the people, so our opinion leaders, influencers, etc., and then the rest of the people, the wives, sons, daughters, all were able to understand. So the everyday citizen or man on the street in Trinidad and Tobago. Then fourth, the establishment of policies. So there was um, a land allocation policy, Nine Maya 11-1. When they were determining who will live in Jerusalem, they cast lots. And I think the first day, the 10th person, that was the person who was chosen to go to Jerusalem. And so the Bible says that it was people from descendants of Judah, Benjamin, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers. They the were the ones who went and they all had a role and function in rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. They also created systems and structures of government, of worship, etc., and organization. There was clear and visible leadership. Nehemiah was the leader and he was quite visible, but then they also appointed provincial leaders. Maybe they might be created with our local government leaders. I am not so certain. And then respect and honor. It 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 they were very 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 present in the society. Reference was made over and over about the heads of families and the role that they played in in in, in establishing order and systems etc. Then number five, Thanksgiving. The importance of Thanksgiving they decided to because they had rebuilt the wall they decided that they were going to dedicate the wall and at the dedication again we can see that this thanksgiving was led by the leaders you know they were they were they, they were very visible and it says in 1227 i had the leaders of judah go up to the top of the wall I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. Verse 14, the two choirs that gave thanks and took their places in the house of God, so did I, that's Nehemiah, together with half the officials as well as the priests. So giving thanks for the goodness of God was, I mean, it was something that they saw as being very, very important in rebuilding their society. Then there is obedience. And under obedience, I have a few things that I'm just going to identify. The first is the issue of separation. It says in chapter 13, on that day that the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, that they, and there it was found written that no Amorite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God. It says, when the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were foreign descent. And so sometimes we need to separate ourselves some, from, from some things. For example, there's a lot of talk in, in about um, Africa and the countries in Africa who have refused to um, encourage or accept the LGBTQ agenda and now... They are being denied aid because of that. And so sometimes we need to take a stand and separate ourselves. And then there was taking action. In the public service, there was a saying that we don't like to belt the cat. Um, I hope that phrase is not offensive, but it means that we don't like to take discipline against people. And this was not the case with Nehemiah. In thirteen. Um, seven, it says, Here I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah with a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and he threw out all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. So he took action, putting the right people in high office, so known them no to nepotism. It says, because they were considered trustworthy, speaking about some men, they were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their fellow Levites. And then finally, accountability. Nehemiah held himself accountable to the people, but he held himself accountable to God for the actions that he took. And he said to the Lord, remember me for this also, my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. And so may we, as we seek to speak, as we speak the name of Jesus over this line, you know, may we find um, accountability and may we find, oh God, may we find accountability, may we find the Lord, um, you know, may we have to confess our sins, Lord, Lord as we institutions, God. And we say, Father, take absolute control and bring about the reform and transformation that so we so desire. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.